Welcome to the Pet Loss Companion. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and co-author Nancy Saxton Lopez. And this is a broadcast that we do once a week in which we talk about things that are helpful to people who have lost a pet. So we are two therapists who facilitated pet loss groups for a very long time, Nancy even longer than me, Nancy for many decades, me for a little more than one decade. And we compiled the wisdom that we gained from participants in those meetings into a book that's called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And when the miracle of this kind of technology <laughs> came along, we decided that we'd take advantage and see if we can't share some recommendations and thoughts with others as well. So we're very happy to have you here. We encourage you to send us any questions or comments you have. You can reach me at kenddv at gmail.com. And you can reach Nancy at nsaxtonlopez, N-S-A-X-T-O-N-L-O-P-E-Z at C-S-M-P-C dot com csmpc.com and as we get started i will let you know that this program is a friend of dakin humane society in springfield massachusetts dakin is a 501c3 community supported animal welfare organization that provides shelter and medical care spay neuter services and behavioral rehabilitation for more than 20,000 animals and people every year dakin is firmly committed to the human-animal bond. So they see the human beings who are part of the network of support for Dakin and the adopters of their animals as very important as well and provide service to them. Since its inception in 1969, Dakin has become one of the most recognized nonprofit organizations in central Massachusetts and a national leader in animal welfare. You can learn more about Dakin and make a donation at DakinHumane.org, and that is D-A-K-I-N-H-U-M-A-N-E.org. Nancy, want to get us started? Oh, boy. So <laughs> uh, Ken and I were talking before we started that this wasn't the easiest uh, um, episode that, that, uh, that we were ever going to do uh, because it's talking about death. And, you know, we talk a lot here to help people through the death of their animal. Um, but death in general is pretty scary. And so um, trying to, to think about, you know, how to present to the folks listening is about death is, you know, how, how do we do this? How do, how, do we, how do we really talk about death? Because death is the end, right? I mean, it's yeah. kind of scary. And so is um, it the end? And or is it the point? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk about that too. Um, but we all will we, we come in alone into this world and we'll go out alone in this world. Um, and so it is something that is difficult to conceive and conceptualize but we do have to kind of work with it because it is part of life. 
Right. Yeah. And so let me ask you, Nancy, what, what do you think happens when we die? Well, you know, because I've done a lot of bereavement and death, and, you know, work, grieving work over the past so many 30 years, um, my belief is that you, you come back. I think that your spirit lives on. I think that your body as somebody, as, as so I was looking up um, about death, you know, to do this episode, it was like you're, it's an empty vessel. You become an empty vessel, that's your body, but your spirit continues. And you may come back, you know, karma. So I kind of believe in that. And I believe our animals come back too. Yeah, so do I. I, as we were talking before, I said to you that my spirituality is based in Wiccan ideas. And Wicca is all about the natural world and understanding that we are part of it and that our spirituality is at the very center of, of who and what we are and we're connected to everything else. And to me, everything in nature moves in cycles. So day into night, into day, into night, the tides, the movement of the earth is always spinning. The movement of the cosmos is always, everything is in motion. And, and so I believe that we, that we come back over and over and over again. In fact, I was, as a parent, I am one of those people who every now and then will have this, this fear that, oh my God, what if my, my son isn't, isn't safe? What if, what if he were to die? I mean, it's horrible. Fear, and I, I don't know if that happens to other parents, but every now and then, it I mean, I know it does happen. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, but, but one of the times that happened when he was very young, I felt a communication, it's very hard to describe where this came from, but, but I had the words come to me that said, you and he have breathed your first and last countless times. And it was incredibly soothing. And in my spiritual frame, things like that happen. I sometimes see, I've seen Isabel recently. I've, I've experienced the presence of people who are deceased. It's not uncommon for me. I feel like I'm very open to that. But that's what I think and that's what I feel and, and believe. And, and I, I think that in the, in the most simple way, it's really clear that we carry those whom we have loved with us close at hand all the time. And we've spoken about that, but that's the way, that's generally the way I think. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I think that consciousness continues. I don't know much beyond that, but that's the way I think about it. Yes. And, and I think that that helped, and that helps me, you know, to know that I'm going to live on. I'm not, some people say, ah, when you're dead, you're dead. You're, you know, you're under the ground and that's the end of it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people do feel that way, but I don't feel that way. I feel like I, I come back and I'll come back maybe in a different form or maybe, mm -hmm. and they say actually that you come back with the others that you're in life with, but maybe different roles. Uh -huh. So, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'm past lives. I've had that done. And that was pretty interesting. I was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So have I very, in very interesting. Um, a slave girl in the South. You uh -huh. know, <laughs> I, so it's kind of interesting, but, but that, I, I guess that soothes me, you know, and I, and yeah. I, our animals come back because we've talked about that here on, on, on these uh, episodes that we podcast that we've done because we will see them and we will hear them and we, you know, things, we get signs. Um, and so I think that that's important. And I, I guess one of the last uh, podcasts we did 
it was that the um, you know that you could you could hear you could you could you that it's I don't know where I got this but they do come back and follow you for the rest of, your, of their life of your life they're always with you you know you may not you may not you're not going to necessarily see them but they're there they do come back yeah I mean it, it's an interesting thing I had the experience of just a couple of days ago I. As, as you know, I do this little TV segment once a month. And this Tuesday, I was leaving with Abigail, our surviving Chihuahua, to go to the station and a studio. And as soon as I stepped out the door, this butterfly came and like almost landed. On your head. Almost landed in my hair. And I, it's, it's strange to say in a way, but I knew that was, that was Isabel saying, I'm, I'm with you. And it's just, it's very strange to have that. But, but you know, I don't know what to tell you. That's just, it was just very clear to me that she was like, I'm here too. <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, it, it sounds, some people will think that that's absurd. And, and of course, like the way I look at this too is we have to respect each other. Like we don't know we don't know any of this with certainty. We just don't. And so we find our way toward understanding through various means. And it may be, a, it may be faith. It may be yeah. some kind of philosophy, right. may, you know, philosophy like Buddhism. It may be one of the Christian sects or, or one of the Muslim sects or one of the Jewish sects, you know, all of all, it, it's we we find our way to understanding many diff through many different paths, and to me, like we got to respect all of them of because we don't we don't know, <laughs> and, exactly. and they're all valuable. They can all be valuable, you know. Valuable to that person, mm -hmm. you know, be how the family looks at death or deals with death. It could be a culture, it could be ethnicity, it could be, you know, like. Um, um, even gender roles could be a play in that. Yep. Um, it could be, um, you know, religion. I mean, you, you many times see people that are very religious say, it's okay, I'm going, I'm going to Jesus. Yeah, 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 yep, exactly. I'm okay. And, going. I mean, one of the things that is, is clear to me in having seen, my, I was with my father with, when he died. I was with my mother shortly after she died. I didn't get there in time. I was there 10 minutes later. I've been with my cats and my dogs and my rabbits when they died. And one of the things that always strikes me is how when, when a loved one dies, their body no longer looks like them to me. Oh, they don't. It just doesn't look like them. You, this, this, it looks like a, a husk. Yeah, an empty. A, right? a shell. I was with Isabel June 19th when she died and, and, and I'm holding her and it's like all of a sudden it's so clear that she's not there. That's right. And it's just so powerful to, to see that and, to, and then to know that you know, that's, that's what happens to every living thing. It's, part, it's just part of, and, and for people who, who have, who have uh, an atheist perspective where they feel like, that's it. Then also, I think it's really, we need to respect that as well. And, 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 and one of the things that, that, that you and I talked about before we started talking on the broadcast is how we make sense of 
the finality of death. And that, and that one of the things that I tend to mention is there's a great book by Dwayne Elgin. His last name is spelled E-L-G-I-N. His first name is Dwayne. And he's written a number of books about, about the importance of, under, of being very thoughtful about the way we live. And the book that, that I'm referring to now, it's called Voluntary Simplicity. Very small, really powerful book. And he has a, a section in it that is titled, Let Death Be Your Friend. Ah. And the, yeah, and the, and, the, and the idea is that if we, are, if we live knowing that life is finite, we will live differently than if we, if we live with the illusion that life goes on forever. And, and I can tell you right now, so my, my Abigail is 16 years old. And she turned 16 in June, just as Isabel, who recently died, did. And I now have this really clear sense of how, I mean, we had this with Isabel and we have it with all of our pets when they get to a certain age, but it's really clear to me how important it is to show, to always show her how much I love her and yeah, to be course. so loving toward her and kind because, because life is finite. And yeah. it's just, this, it's you just so important. You so don't. Important situation we've talked about this before that when one of them dies i didn't spend enough time yeah i didn't do yep. it yep. you know i wasted so much so much of my energy doing something that i could have been with them yep yep you know and so and that death kind of spurs that on for, with our other relationships right yep. so death can mot so thinking about death can motivate us right yeah absolutely or it can remind us don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, be, yeah. be mindful, be engaged. Yeah. It it creates us to appreciate the present, and that's what animals do. They live in the moment. Yeah, yeah. So you just are with them. You appreciate that. Chickens um, are so great for that. Chickens <laughs> are so great because when you hang – so when I hang out with my chickens – they are, they're doing their thing. They're paying attention to the environment they're in. They're yep. engaged with each other. They are, they are absolutely 100% in the moment. If you talk to them, they'll come over to you. You can pet them, give them some treats, and they're all excited about that. But they're not worried about anything that happened an hour ago, and they're not worried about what's going to happen later on. They are so clearly just there. They're right there in the moment, and... I got to tell you that idea of sweating the small stuff too. Like, I feel like I've had that conversation with many people of different ages, but I, I feel like it's so important when I when I have when I when I'm speaking to a younger person, person in their twenties or or thereabouts, and they're really concerned about something like maybe their car got a ding or something. Like that. <laughs> or maybe that you know something went wrong with the boiler or the air conditioner in their home and i i just really like to 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 try to share with them this idea that there it's just not worth it to get worked up about so things that are just so incidental in the long long view <laughs> they're just so incidental and That's and 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 when we think about the fact that life is finite like it's just so important to realize none of this stuff we're all we're everything everything is just being loan it's just on loan to right. us 
And right. every relationship is transient because one of us is going to have to leave that relationship at some point and the other person is no longer going to have that person. That's scary, right? Because, you know, doing this work and over the past couple of weeks, what we're presenting, and um, you know, and you know, you can't, you can't control your, well, I guess in some ways you could control your death if you plan it. And, and if you're allowed to plan it and do that, but most of the time you can't, right? It just happens. And, right. then, and then all of a sudden, everyone that loves you is breath, right? And the, and right. Even your animals, you know, you've seen pictures yep. of the grave and the dog laying on the grave. Yeah. You know, yep. because, you know, they just couldn't tolerate it. And you can't come back from that. That's it. No. no. Yep. yep. So kind of this odd, weird feeling that once it's there, once it happens, that's what happens. You know, I haven't really, you know, I'm going to share this about my dad. And my dad died about five, a little over five years ago. And he was very together. You know, he, he, his, his brain was very together. He was 91. And, but he got very physically frail. Okay. So he couldn't, yep. he couldn't eat. He couldn't, he couldn't, mm. couldn't walk. And I remember him calling and saying to me and my brother, you know, I, I want to go. I'm ready. To go. I, I remember you telling me this and at I, the time. I'm like, I remember you telling me this. What do you mean? You, you yeah. I mean, of course, Daddy. If you have to go, you have to go. But I'm like, how do you get to that place? Yeah, yeah. How do you, yeah. I put myself? You know, as therapist, you know, you put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know how. I how would I do that? How would how would I get there? You know. Yeah. And that's what happened. And he went off all of you know. Met, he had morphine, and he went off his medications and so forth. And about a few days later, he died. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's it's it's so profound, right? Because you can't experience it. Yeah. So so we we are my husband Tim and I are having a celebratory dinner next Wednesday, the 11th, with my. My father's, my father's only surviving brother, who is turning 90, and his wife, my aunt, who's turning 87, and her sister, who is 94. Wow. And, and they, are, they're, uh, they, are so, they are such wonderful connections in our life, and we're so blessed to have them. And I mean, they're, they're all absolutely in, in an optimal state of health. I mean, they've got some health challenges as people do at those ages, but they're cognitively completely intact and emotionally just, you know, full of joy, and full of piss and vinegar, as some people would say. And, 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 uh, and one of the things my uncle said to me not too long ago, he said, hey, um, we've had a good run. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was like, it was, and he was totally like, I'm not sure exactly why he said that, but it was like, hey, we've had a good run. We've had, you know, we've had a great life. And they, you know, they've had their share of ups and downs in life. It's not like they've, they've been, you know, phenomenally uh, cushioned from the usual challenges that we have in life. But his spirit and all of their spirit is so joyful and content. And I have the feeling that, like that's, that's the way we all want to be, I think, because but the other thing is that we, we just never know. And, and I have to tell you, like, I feel about my own life, like anything that, anything that I do now is gravy. Like, I feel like I've had a great life. I have a, I have a great 
situation. I have a wonderful, I have the best son and daughter-in-law you could ever imagine. I mean, they're doing well. They're, they're healthy in every way. And I have great friends. You're one of them. And, and I, you know, I, my husband and I have a great, have a great life together. Um, you know, my, I've, one of my friends is my ex who I've mentioned, who, who is a wonderful light in my life as well. So to me, like everything from here, everything has been a gift. And, and that's important to look at it that way because mm -hmm. a lot, and, and look, many, many people are afraid of death. Mm -hmm. And they, I'm afraid of it too, but yeah, like I feel like where was I before I was born? It wasn't a, it wasn't a terrifying place, I don't think. You know, and, and, and why would it, why should it be? Why would it, what, how would that make any sense? That's right. We would and, and um, you know, another thing that I'll share is I, I believe that there are, there are three things we know how to do instinctively. We know how to, we know how to be born and that's a complicated thing to be born, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen in tight, quick sequence. We know how to have sex and we know how to die. Yeah. I mean, until when, when you, I, I, and I won't, I won't, <laughs> this isn't this kind of show, but there are things that our body knows how to do. Exactly. Right. And we don't have to, we don't have to think about them too much. And I think that's, that's the way I conceive of death. Mm -hmm. You know that. Well, it will happen that way too. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, like, like my mother said, and Tim's mother, Tim's grandmother said, as they were dying, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they could they could feel things happening. That's right. That they knew were very significant. And and that if you listen to hospice nurses and then they yeah. tell you if someone they know when someone's dying. And a lot of times they will call out to someone who has died in the past. Oh, there's almost there's always not always. But, you know, we've had um, stories from family members on all sides of our family where there's, there's deceased loved ones there yeah. who are with them. Love to bring them home. So yeah, yeah. And, and that is an indicator, right? That they are, they, your body starts to change, your breathing changes, you know, there are things that happen and the, the visions or, the, or you hear them say, you know, where are you, mom or Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, when... When my father-in-law's brother, no, when his, when his father was dying, he saw my father-in-law's deceased brother in his room. He was, yeah. he was talking with him. He's, you know, my father-in-law's name is Bill. And, and Bill, who was his father also, was talking to Tommy, saying, Tommy's here, Bill. Say hello to Tim. Bill. And Bill was like, I don't see him, Dad, but I'm glad he's here, you know? And, and that gives us some something pleasant in some ways sure 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 right. and it's like yeah and and so you know one of the things that that i i, I always think about when we, when we have a situation where a person is losing their pet is that it is natural for this to happen it's terribly painful we we go through all kinds of guilt god knows i went through <laughs> kinds of guilt with with Isabel like didn't I see shouldn't shouldn't I have taken her to the bed earlier and you know how could I be talking on the phone in another room when she was gasping for air and, you know all that stuff and and um and then you just realize ultimately that 
We're all going to die. It's going to happen. She lived for a lot longer than the <laughs> veterinarian projected that she would, given the dire health condition that she had. And beyond that, just the fact that that when when somebody dies, it doesn't signal a catastrophe or a great error on somebody's part, or an, 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 we overlook something, or that the vet did something wrong. It does, sometimes those things yeah. are in play, but many, many times, in fact, I would wager most of the times, it's just, it's just the end of a life. The natural, you know, I was yeah. thinking when you were talking about, um, you know, I think when you were talking about Isabel, when, when I, I remember Hank, when I was holding him and, and we were euthanizing him and it's happened to all of our animals. It's, it's one of those situations, which is so that, that, that moment that the lights go out. Yeah. Yeah. The lights go out of the eyes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you're like, oh, I mean, that's when you crash, but yeah. for them, I mean, our animals don't think about this. They're, they're not thinking about any of this. They don't no, think no. that. They don't think about what's going to happen afterwards. They don't think about, you know, their illness. They don't think about any of this because they're animals, right? Yep. Um, so they just, they know in the wild when they're sick, they go, they leave, they go somewhere. They go somewhere else, yep. Very yeah. often, yep, yep, yep. And, and uh, part is part of their life. Um, it's instinctual. Yep. And us, because we have these brains and you know we have to think about everything and we have those emotions that we have to deal with of course it's it's much different you know we certainly do love or miss our animals when they die but they they are with us but they they also they allow us their deaths or any death is really brings home what's really important to us yeah, yeah. We, it, it can it can, it can. yeah and it, it i mean that's the the wisest way to to process it amid all of the all of the emotional upheaval that that we go through, right? I mean, hopefully, we come to a place where we have a, a broader and a deeper understanding of what it means to be alive. I mean, that's kind of the way I, I look at the mm -hmm. ultimate the ultimate um, gift in that experience in losing someone we love is to understand life in a deeper way and to appreciate again that everything is finite hands and that is something that hopefully we don't have to think about a lot but it does happen and yep. comes up for us here and there um and i since i deal i was talking to you beforehand that i i i work with a lot of people that are have uh, death in, in, in their families, they're coming to me for grief and, and you know, bereavement work, and yep. or it's just part of their history, you know, how many deaths they've gone through, what have they experienced, what have they learned from that, and the people that have lost their animals. And so I, I work with this a lot, um, but if the, the point is, is to, to make sure that you can look at their life and how they enriched your life and yeah. got from them because that we all get something from every relationship we have and that if you can change things if you need. 
you can you can work on yourself. You can make different priorities. You know, to move forward. Yep. Yep. And um, and we we hold them. We hold them close in our in our hearts. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I will I often write a card to um, one of my pets who has died, and I'll say I'll I'll wish that they. I'll hope that they've been birthed into a beautiful new life. That's the way I think about it. Yes. And that, and that that's what de death is. The death on our end is birth on some other end. Yes, it you is. Know? That's a really good way to look at it. it is and it, that helps me. I mean, that's a, a lot of this is how do you, how do you individually, what helps you? Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's something I think is, is sort of key. Like what helps you to manage the great uncertainty, the great yes. mystery. And, and I'll never forget also, I was with, um, I was with a relative and we were at a, a wake, a terrible tragedy had happened. Uh, a young man had been killed in an automobile accident and we were at the wake afterwards and it was an Irish wake, but he was drinking and whatnot. <laughs> and one of the people who was very close to this young man said that his faith his spiritual, and he was um, a Christian, one of the Christian sects. He said that it was, it, without that, he wouldn't be able to get through this. Yeah, right. And it, was, and it was so interesting to me because I thought, and I was, and I said, well, you know, I, I was very happy for him and I, I was very pleased that, that he had that. But I was thinking for myself that it's very different for me to, to just appreciate the awesomeness of the mystery is is my spirituality it's to just look look at the mystery there's so much mystery in life and it's it's painful and it, you know parts of it are painful and parts of it are I mean, just incandescently beautiful like there's so much in life that is and and to me that's that's what gets me through it so like there go but you know who knows what, what how awesome is that that this life ended I, do, I can't imagine what that means, but somehow all of these things are part of a greater whole. And to me, that is like just awesome. So we, we understand things differently. We find the way that works for us, right? Yeah. It has to be individualized, just like grieving is individualized. Yeah. And it comes from different factors, like we talked what you talked about before, you know, family norms, you know, um, culture, ethnicity, you know, religion, whatever it is, mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. come to get through your animal's death, but also people around you, or how are you going to look at your own death? Yep. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. So I guess that we'll stop there, Nancy, and we got through it. I did. It was hard. You know, it's it's uh, it's the great mystery, I think, and uh, we just keep doing the best we can. We, you know, painful when we have a loss, and we just we just put one foot in front of the other. Hard from it. One foot in front of the other. So, I'm going to try to let death be my friend this week. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Take care. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.